The Paunch Stevenson Show. PaunchStevenson.com. Episode 259. Wednesday, February 25th, 2015. Welcome to the Paunch Stevenson Show. This is the Paunch Stevenson Show, paunchstevenson.com, episode 259, paunchstevenson.com. I am Rob, you are Greg, see... Are you, are you serious about um, Sunday? Uh, what do you mean? Um, you want to record me, or are you recording me now, or what? what's the... What's the... I don't know. I'll do it now if you want to stay up. Uh, yeah, I'm only going to be going to bed about uh, about one o'clock. Oh. Uh, I, I don't really know what uh, really what you want to talk about. I mean, if you've got, give me some. Uh, I, I could script some ad libs if you want me to do that. You know. You can't prepare for this show. It's not, uh, not allowed. Yeah, but I've got you know. This is an international audience. I've got to be. Um, nah. You no. are substituting for the co-host who doesn't prepare for anything. So <laughs> you, you cannot show him up in this case. <laughs> right. Okay. I'll do some. Uh, I'll have to do some impressions or something like that. <laughs> yeah. No. So thanks for staying up late here. Uh, you're uh, you're sort of the Gilbert Gottfried. Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> That's pretty good, I gotta say. That's your impersonation. My impersonation of Gilbert? You've uh, think he's not been on for a while. Louis Anderson, you've not said him as well. <laughs> oh, Louie. I think the last time he was mentioned was when he was on um, Splash, that diving program. Yeah, well, he, he tried to jump off the diving board and almost drowned. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> I think uh, you've got us to blame for Splash as well. I think it's a British format program. Well, we steal everything. Um, oh, no, no, I, I, I don't mind that. The thing is, you've probably got actual celebrities in your country. Louis um, Anderson? Look, I know, I know Louis Anderson from, uh, from coming to America. You know, <laughs> that's how I know Louis Anderson. I, I never knew he was, um, what is it? Is it was it Family Feud? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Family he, Fortunes over here, it's called. He also had a cartoon. He was what, sorry? I, he also had a cartoon. Louis Anderson had a cartoon. Yeah. yeah. It was well, Life Life with Louis. I take, I take everything back I've just said about America and its culture. <laughs> <laughs> Louis Anderson cartoon, I've heard it yeah. all. Huh. <clears throat> Have you just got it from work then? What? Have you just got in from work? Yeah. Yeah. So it's what, seven o'clock, something like that? Where are you at? No, it's not even six yet. Really? All right, okay. That's yeah, five hours. What do you do, Greg? I do IT. Well, just uh, 
Like what? Like the IT crowd show? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> that kind of thing. You've got to be higher up than that, though. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. All right. Okay. You know, I mean, you know, you're just, I'm sitting at a desk. I'm fiddling on the computer. That's, that's basically it. All right. Okay. Cool. You know, it's not, uh, it's not rocket science. Um, Luke, I've, I have downloaded Skype about four hours ago, and it's uh, this is rocket science to me. All right. Uh, I used to live in Belleville, I take it, yeah? Yeah. Right, okay. <clears throat> yeah, the old dump. I've tried to, uh, I've tried to have a look at uh, Belleville and, um, you know, like Google Earth type things, and had a look at some of the websites and things like that. I don't think it's as bad as what you think. <laughs> but then again... You, you. If you're from somewhere, you're going to be overtly critical. Well, something, or you're going to notice things that outsiders may may not notice. It's not like I'm critical of the, um, I don't know, like the housing style or or the <laughs> the street grid or something like that. It's the people, the people who are insane. Yeah, you're. Um, yeah, you've not done that for a while either. The um, oh. The, the local nutters or whatever. Oh, the local psychos, yeah. Local psychos, that's it, yeah, local psychos. But you know what it is? You don't see anybody anymore. You know, like when we were kid, when Rob and I were kids, we would always be walking around on our bicycles, and you would yeah. see these psychopaths all over the place, children yeah. included. We had plenty of children psychos. Yeah. And now nobody comes outside anymore. So. Um. Well, I'm quite well. Obviously, with my job, I'm quite biased because um, I see I I see them and deal with them pretty much on an everyday basis. Because yeah. um, that's my job, and that's <laughs> it is very interesting. Have you seen this horrible movie came out a couple of years ago that Michael Caine starred in? And he was like, it was in England. It was somewhere probably in your neck of the woods. And it was, you know, um, there was like, um, he was this old guy, retired, he may have been a retired cop or something like that. And um, he was getting like beat up by by these stupid kids and, you know, like these teenagers were running things, you know, uh, sort of like uh, Clockwork Orange, not quite. But um, he uh, he decided to take like the law into his own hands and like, Literally killed everybody. <laughs> Michael Ken. Yeah. Um, it was like Death Wish. <laughs> uh, not, that doesn't even ring a bell. It, um, it, well, it wasn't in theaters. It was... Um, hang on a second. Uh, see, Harry Brown. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that what it was about. It sounds like... Um, it sounded like a, a very cheap old... Um, British remake of uh, Gran Torino to me that when you first uh, oh. no. yes. yeah no I, I, yeah I, I yeah I think it was quite a high profile film at the time but no I've not sat through it I'm just saying that it's that's what it oh, that's what it would that's what I would do take the law into my own hands a vigilante uh, there's uh, um, yeah there's how can I put it there's there's uh, there's there's estates near where I'm based where certain people 
um, who commit certain crimes, you do hope that they get caught by the local residents before we do. Nah. Do you know what I mean? Um, you know, like real scumbags, and then like you know, like a uh, like a Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah. There was um, uh, the, the there's one. that's quite it's actually quite high profile well, for around here, anyways. A, a ninety odd year old lady got run over um, by a lorry. Um, it, it was no one's fault. It was the lady's fault. But as she was dying, some local um, rip, uh, as we call them around here, um, decided to go through her pockets and rob her of her money. And it's on, it was on quite a rough estate. So we're saying whoever, whoever that is, once they get found, they're going to end up mm. hanging from a lamppost somewhere. <laughs> so... Um, so we're just we're just waiting and seeing to see what happens. To be honest All with you, right. okay. But you didn't hear me say that, did you? Uh, all right. So this is the longest we're going here without an introduction. Okay, go uh, on. So uh, my normal co-host Rob, um, yet again, we tried to send him on location uh, this time to England, but unfortunately, he uh, he was lost again while he stowed away in someone's luggage. And uh, I believe he wound up in um, Uzbekistan. So uh, we're working out with uh, the State Department how to get him back here. Um, I don't know if they have luggage uh, that will properly fit him, or that he will fit, I should say, uh, to get him back here. But in, in the meantime, uh, my co-host is <laughs> probably the longest-running Pawn Stevenson Show listener psychopath uh, that we have, and <laughs> that is, and he actually exists. This is not, we've not made this person up all these years for the other three people who listen and wonder who is this person. Spaceman David. Hello, Greg. <laughs> Do that again because I just spoke over you. Hello, Greg. Yeah. And Esteban and Brian. And yeah, <laughs> Frank and, Nora and I'm Frank. Hello, Frank. <laughs> I don't think he's listening. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. So, Spaceman David. So, first of all, um, I know I'll ask some questions. I know Rob would ask. Um, obviously, it's the tenth year of the Pawn Show, and we've pestered you for all these years to to do some kind of a you know come on the show. You're finally doing it. What the hell caused you to listen to us in the first place? Oh, it must have been uh, 2008, I believe. And your show was linked on a, I think it was an 80s website. Um, it might have even been um, branded in the 80s. Maybe. I think it was an 80s website anyway. And I just had to... Uh, yeah, well, no, we talked about that that website of years and years ago. Yeah, we definitely did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and I clicked on it and listened to it, and uh, I liked what I heard, and then obsessively, <clears throat> um, as has been mentioned on quite a few of uh, the old shows, mm. um, I downloaded them uh, and did... Um, Marathon. Oh, the, yeah, the paunch, uh, the paunch marathon, and 
Yeah, I've been listening ever since, and um, I think my comments are a little bit behind at the minute because I uh, I do pride myself on being, I think, possibly the only person that's commented on every episode. <laughs> I think up to about 245, so I'm a little bit behind at the uh, minute. Let me tell you, if, if civilization ends and somehow there's a flash drive with the Paunch Stevenson Show archive on it, um, and that's all that survives human history somehow, for some reason, um, you will be worshipped as one of the apostles <laughs> of the, the Paunch Stevenson Show. I shall start painting my ceiling right now. Mm. I've got two figures to paint on that. All right, so you're you're in you're you're pretty much insane as we are. Um, I'll take that as a compliment. Greg. Yes. So now you you of course you were in England. Uh, we we know this for for many years. Um, so I I don't know. I guess the question would be, um, if if someone wanted to visit the UK. Um, just a, this is a this is a very very general question. Um, what are what are some of the pointers that you would have to give them to say, oh, now you, you know, avoid this or, or avoid that, for instance? Because I hate when people say, oh, you have to do this and you have to do that, because then that forces you to kind of make up a list and make up a schedule. Whereas if you're just schlepping your way there, you know, some you know, it's like if someone were to come here, I would say. Um, yeah, you know, uh, there's certain cities you don't want to go into past, you know, four o'clock in the afternoon, things like that. Um, <clears throat> well, I think I'm, I'm quite biased because uh, I think when I see um, when I see international media, it's all London, London, London. Yeah. Um, and I know Rob visited London a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, and I think he landed right in the middle of the riots. It wasn't the best. Um, that wasn't the best advert uh, for England. Um, when you say pointers of, um, you mean in terms of behavior or places to go or what? Well, maybe if there's somewhere to avoid, for instance, um, I don't know. Uh, everywhere, everywhere's got the uh, the bad points and the good points. I mean, um, quite a hard question to answer that. To be honest with you, Greg. Um, I honestly, I, I would avoid London. Just <laughs> avoid all of London. I'd go to honestly. I'd go. I'd, if, if you're going to visit England, I'd, I'd, if you if it's a, an American like yourself, yeah. Uh, I would try some of the other cities before you went to London because London has been um, gentrified, uh, right? Say again, sorry. We call it gentrified. Uh, I won't necessarily say gentrified. It's just I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's what the uh, the postcards and the adverts would would let you to believe. There's places like. Wait a uh, minute! You mean I can't come and see your queen? The Queen of England. She's nothing to do with me. Absolutely nothing <laughs> to do with me. To be honest, I think she's she's more in Scotland. Uh, go to Scotland. Scotland's nice. Yeah, go to Scotland. Don't even go to England. Go to Scotland. Um, yeah, that's right. You have to go to Scotland. Go to Scotland, and she's on holiday. Hello. Um, 
Yeah, I'd, I'd go to somewhere like I'd go to somewhere like Edinburgh if you if you're gonna yeah. visit if you're going to visit the British Isles. Wait a minute, uh, I, I've heard that Edinburgh you 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 can you can get mugged there quite easily. I've heard this. You can get mugged pretty much uh, everywhere. All right. Quite easily. Um, <laughs> if you be, I think it's if you do something that will attract the attention of muggers. Mm. So if you are going over there and being, I suppose, slightly naive, um, I think <clears throat> I think American people have a very uh, positive and um, and not to offend you or any of the American listeners, I think you have quite a naive uh, outlook as well, and that would attract your muggers and your idiots, the people that want to hassle you. It's true. But, we are morons. It cannot. I'm be not, I never said morons. No, I'm, I'm saying it. But uh, if you're going to visit the British Isles, I've got. I've been to Dublin myself, so I can speak about Dublin. Dublin, lovely in Ireland. I'd go there. Um, I go to Edinburgh. I'd try that. <clears throat> I'd try um, uh, Bath or uh, anywhere in Devon and Cornwall, which is uh, Wales. Tech- another country so I could you could go there as an American and uh, a little place called Ballot Lake B-A-L-A Lake in Wales that's a lovely uh-huh. uh, England um, England is a no apparently England no no England Liverpool's quite nice lots All of right. historical buildings um, uh, Bath, Bath in England as well, um, and that's about it, really. I and mean, if you want to come round to my neck of the woods, um, I won't necessarily recommend it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so now, as I'm talking to you, I cannot, and I've told you this before, I cannot help but draw the. Um, uh, and I mentioned it before. I cannot help but draw the connection to a Clockwork Orange and the you know the stupid gang with Malcolm McDowell. I just I I can't help it. What just as a as a British stereotype? No, or... no. It's the way it's it's your accent and your um uh, <laughs> your your voice. All right, if you okay. said the word, if you called me brother, my brother, every other word, I, I would. It, this would just be amazing. Okay, my brother. There you go. The well, that's isn't uh, Clockwork Orange based. Um, that's based in London, I think, isn't it? Or am I getting that wrong? Um, well, it's. I, I don't know that it. It was really given a location. Right. So much as it was, you know, kind of. I think it was supposed to be somewhat ambiguous, but I could be wrong. Um, well, <laughs> I haven't seen, uh, I haven't seen Clockwork Orange in years and years and years. Mm. I've got a sneaky feeling it might have been filmed in, uh, Sheffield, uh, which is not that far away from myself, which is, I'd say about, about 40 or 50 miles. Which, that is the north of England. Well. Um, I know Warren, uh, Warren Clark, I think, who played, um, Ah, oh, the big, uh, the big Droog, who's um, who's one of Malcolm McDowell's cohorts, yeah. and I think he's from, uh, I think he's from round here. Uh, when I say around here, I mean Lancashire or Yorkshire. I can't remember. Just um, 
disrespecting Mr. Clark's memory there. Um, but Sheffield, uh, Sheffield at the time, which I believe late sixties, early seventies, that was a lot of um, uh, new, uh, new brutalist uh, architecture, which I think is why Kubrick picked uh, picked the location to film there. Yeah, I'm just looking at Wikipedia. Basically, well, his his home was in um, Elstree, uh, which is where there's that big studio. It's it's Hertfordshire, and uh, I think he he filmed it mostly around there, so he didn't have to go very far. All right, okay, okay. Um, I think well, what it is, I think it's what's uh, what was called new towns uh, at the time, which were towns which were essentially leveled in uh, World War Two. Ah, yes. By the Blitzkrieg, and they were rebuilt, uh, like I said, in the uh, the, brut- the new brutalist architectural style. The closest I've got to Clockwork Orange and Malcolm McDowell is some people think I look like him, and that's as far as it goes. Yeah, well, that's what I said. Ah, thank you very much. <laughs> I sometimes get Kevin Bacon as well, but I think what? that's when... Yeah, I think that's when people have had a, a little bit too much to drink. No, I said Michael Stipe. Michael Stipe, yeah, I've had, I've had Michael Stipe. I don't think I'm as chiseled as Michael Stipe, but as I get older, it's a cross between uh, Malcolm McDowell and Willem Dafoe in Animal Factory. Okay. Willem Dafoe? I can't, I'm not, gonna, I'm not even going to attempt to win the Dafoe, boys. Hey. It's a... Yeah, he's he's pretty goofy. That sounded a little bit like uh, Scooter from the Muppet Show. What you were doing there, Greg? Scooter. Yeah, yeah. I forget what he sounded like. Like that? Really? <laughs> I thought he had like a high pitched voice, Scooter. That's what you were doing. No, was yeah. Oh yeah, you're gonna have to edit that in later. Yeah, well, I, mean, I don't really. I mean, Scooter was not like you know. I kind of didn't really pay attention to him on the Muppets. You know, it was Kermit and. Fozzie and Miss Piggy and Gonzo. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fozzie's my man. Who? Fozzie. Yeah. Yeah, he's waka, mine. Waka. Oh, yeah. Hey, Kermit. Well, I can't really that was That was really good. Nah. Well, that was Frank Oz. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, Yoda. Oh, yeah. I watched the making of Star Wars yesterday. I can do the like... Yoda voice, but it's difficult to, like come up with like the Yoda quotes because he you know he's speaking like backwards uh, Yoda not far <laughs> that's, that's much that's much better than I could ever do because I've got a cold I can do it really well sure. um so speaking of Star Wars um I know you're a big Star Wars fan I believe used to be not as much as I used Quiz. Go on. I mean, you know, I was a big fan too until I saw the Phantom Menace, and I was like, "What, what is this?" Um, I can actually pinpoint the moment I tuned out of Star Wars. Really? Um, um it, yeah. So it would have been 1999, right. and it was the very, I suppose, the early days of the internet and pirating and things like that. And I went round to a friend of mine's and. He said, oh, I've got the first 10 minutes or whatever it was of this new Star Wars film. So I thought, yeah, okay, no worries, I'll have a look at this. And then I seem to recall they were fighting the droids, the battle droids on the shuttle or whatever it was. 
with the horribly racist aliens. <laughs> you, what are you doing here? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh dear me, that is all I can say. And didn't didn't uh, Liam Neeson and all you uh, and McGregor? I, I've been taken. They ran away at light speed or something. They like disappeared. They became transparent. <laughs> Am I right in remembering that? Because I've only seen it once. Um, If they did, it was probably one of the... It's probably just, you know... It's probably just something I don't remember. I mean, there's so much other garbage in that movie that I was... I I mean, if if they did something like that, I certainly didn't take notice. Well, I'm I'm sure they they ran away. And as they were running away, they became kind of... Um, kind of like non-corporeal, oh, okay. almost ghost-like, and I thought, "What is this?" And <laughs> I walked out the room, and then I thought, "That's it." I Wait, you up. didn't even get the Jar Jar. No, I didn't. I don't. I, I, think, <laughs> I, I think stupidly, I went to the cinema. If I recall, ah. correct, I, if I recall correctly, I did go to the cinema to watch it. Yeah, right. But, right. I, but out of curiosity, All right. But when I saw I, I, that first ten minutes, I thought, "Oh dear me!" But then I think I think I got lured in by some of the. Um, I think I saw a bit of the the the, the Darth Maul yeah. um, fight, and that looked quite flashy and pretty cool. I thought, "Go on, I'll I'll, I'll have a look at it. I'll see what it is." Because the last Star Wars film I went to the cinema watching was Return of the Jedi in '83, so I thought I may I may as well go and watch it, and then that was it. I gave up. Yeah. All right. So. Anyway, so yeah, so there, there, there were the prequels; those were terrible. Um, you know, George Lucas is a moron, etc. So now there's this new one that's coming out in December of this year. J.J. Abrams. Um, they're bringing back all the old people. I'm cautiously optimistic. Um, I've actually been watching. You, put, you, you wouldn't get it over there, but I, they have this. Uh, this cartoon, CGI cartoon called Star Wars Rebels that I've watched and I've I've liked it. It's a little kids cartoon, but um, yeah, but I've not watched it. Yeah. Um, so I mean, are you interested at all in the new film? You know, containing the old actors. I think um, I, I think I probably will go and watch it, but I I, I will go with a couple of a, a couple of my mates. Um, I'm not going out of excitement or anything like that. I'm going kind of out of curiosity like uh, Phantom Menace. Um, And it it is quite a... uh, It is still quite a novelty. Um, uh, And it's... To be honest, it would be nice to see um, an aged uh, Luke Skywalker out out of all the characters. I think he would have the most interesting arc as a character. True, but I, you know, also, you know, part of the problem is that it's been so many years that they kind of just kind of have to almost thrust themselves back into the story without much time, really, for a backstory. You know, they're just like, boom, you know, they got, you got to get them back in there. You know, <laughs> you can't spend, you know, half of the film looking for these people. I mean, it, you know, J.J. Abrams, you know, I have some issues with him, but he's not Peter Jackson. <laughs> no, he certainly isn't. Um, I have a lot. I have a lot of respect for JJ Abrams. I, I, I think um, he's 
He's produced and wrote probably one of my top five favorite TV shows of all time. And, and as you know, as we've been talking on Twitter. Felicity. Have... No. <laughs> <laughs> Alias. Oh, Alias. okay. The first three series of Alias, near faultless. Um, uh, and I, 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 I... How many seasons was that show? Alias. Yeah. Uh, five. Um, okay. The first, the first three near faultless, and then the criticism I do have is, um, Jennifer Garner became the, um, I, I believe, uh, executive producer as of series four, and it absolutely, utterly nosedived. <laughs> well, yeah, my yeah, I, that was a show where. Um, I was really into it for the first several years as well. And it was, again, it was a show that had um, a lot of mysticism to it, sort of like the X-Files. You know, there was this whole, like, secret agenda going on. And the problem was, um, and, and actually, you know, a lot of the writers who worked on that eventually worked on Lost as well, which I was a big fan of. And Lost really didn't have the same problem because it was some, they just kept introducing new characters, you know, whenever they ran out of ideas. But I think with Alias, they kind of, at some point, as the suspense ramped up and then it kind of leveled off from like a big event or something like that or a cliffhanger, they just kind of ran out of like things to, 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 to add to the plot, to add to the suspense. And they were left just kind of saying, well, all right, well, here's the show. <laughs> and, you know, they I, I ran out the string. I also think what I think what it suffered from as well was I think I think if if they'd have been if they'd have concentrated on on it, I think by the time it got to the fourth series it was a victim of its own success yeah. and they was they were trying for I think quantity over quality if they'd oh, yeah. have split the some of the episodes from series four and series five um, into one series and, and and made it a a, a solid you know finale. Uh, I think that would have worked. I also think the, the the big problem was, and it was very very obvious by season four, was apparently Jennifer Garner and Michael Vartan were in a relationship, yeah. a personal relationship um, that had soured uh, by that time. And if you notice, <laughs> very very few scenes with Sydney and uh, was it Michael? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think he was named just after himself, but um, but uh, back back to back to JJ Abrams. I, I do I do think um, I do think he knows how to tell a story. I think he's I think he's a very um, a very economical filmmaker. Right. I mean, I know you may not be a big fan of the new uh, Star Trek, new Star Trek, yeah. but for what it was designed for, which I suppose was rebooting the franchise and bringing in a new audience. Um, I think it did its job. Yeah, brought in dopes. Say again, sorry. I said it brought in dopes. 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 Yeah, dopes. What's that? A d you don't know what a dope is? No idea. A dope is a dummy. Ah, right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, right. Same thing. Sorry, New Jersey vernacular. Nah, no, nah, nah, that's like old school American. Ah, right. Okay. We call. You know, we call drugs here dope also. Ah, right, okay, okay, right, okay. But anyway, yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic. What can I say? Um, 
we'll see. I, I the all of the the previews look really cool, and I'm I'm excited about it. Now, um, how about this Ghostbusters with all female Ghostbusters? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, all all I've seen is what I've seen uh, on Twitter. I've seen the cast. Um, I don't. My my argument isn't. Um, I have got nothing against it being all female. It's the fact of you do have four. Uh, you've, you've got four talented uh, actors and uh, comedians or whatever, whatever you want to call them, whatever politically correct term you want me to call them. But um, I heard something that. Um, your compatriot Kevin Smith said on uh, a rival podcast uh, over there where he said, uh, which I thought was a very good point, why don't they, why doesn't Hollywood or filmmakers in general, I think it's Paul Feig is the filmmaker, yeah. why don't they start to try and start another franchise u- utilising the, 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 the talents of, of the four actresses? Um, and if they were going to reboots, um, uh, Ghostbusters. Yeah. Keep these established characters and just just either start it again or uh, do what they're doing with you know. Well, I think Indiana Jones is on its way and Terminator has been rebooted. Oh, it, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> you you can be you can be creative about it, but I mean I think I think people someone like um, I mean I don't I'm not his biggest fan, but I don't know what your opinion of him is, but. Someone like Seth Rogen yeah. is born to play a rare stance, like a new race. <laughs> but from what I can tell, it's just it's something that I can't even watch Ghostbusters too. Oh. Um, uh, I went to I went again. I went to this. That's another film. Wait, you don't like Vigo? No, I Vigo, don't. The ever powerful. <laughs> no. I don't, know, I don't know who I was trying to do then. Uh, Dana, let me tell you, there's a lot of perks about being the mother of a god. That's that's going into... Um, that's, is it bulky territory? You're going into... Uh, uh, what's don't show? be ridiculous. Oh, don't be ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, just bo- the bottom line is I think a lot of people are... A lot of people are, do have a problem with the new... Ghostbusters, um, I think because it is all female. I just, I just think it's because, to me, it just it just it's a lack of creativity. If they're gonna do it, do it, do it with, do it with men, and give these four, uh, these four actresses a franchise of their own. Or, you know, why, why do, why do they have to be reliant on? Something that's been established by four. No, because it's, it's the marketing people. You know, the marketing people don't want to yeah. market. They don't want to create a new brand that they then have to sell. They want something sure. Oh, Ghostbusters! People know what that is. They will go and see it because it says Ghostbusters on it. So, why didn't they do that for Jen? They could have done that for Jen. <laughs> but not not with those actresses, obviously. But you know. Because it's like, Jem is a very small audience, you know, and there's not that many people that know what that show was. Do you want to know something? Out of all the reboots, that's the one that I'm, I probably will turn up for and go and watch. Mm. I'm sure Rob Which will is, see it. 
Well, it's it's that it's that mental. Um, there's also a rumor. I don't know if you know this. I mean, I, I know I, everything. You know, you know me very well. I only really, uh, I don't really watch much television anymore, and all my news and all my pop culture comes from the Porn Stevenson show and Uh-oh. Twitter. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm, I may be lacking in some areas of education, um, but. Um, isn't the rumour of a G.I. Joe and Mask crossover <laughs> film? <laughs> I heard that. I, don't, I, I can't imagine that's going anywhere. So I wasn't hallucinating when I read that. Uh, I think I said that, but I, I I can't imagine that that'll ever get made. I could be wrong, but that would be shocking. I'd like to see a Mask film. I can't see it being that expensive to do. <laughs> Because they don't have to do some ridiculous redesigns of, of, of things, and yeah. I think with the with the, I mean, I, I've I've only seen the first one, but I think with the mess that they made of the Transformers, <laughs> where they're all, um, <laughs> but you only saw the first one. I've I've only seen the first one, and and I, I think I, I think I said to yourselves, however many years ago it was, I think you were complaining that you've got to sit through these films. Yeah, and I said to I said. To uh, yourself and Rob on the comments, you need to continue to watch these films because it gives you so much fuel for the show oh. and for your vitriol. Oh, without question. I mean, the only thing we did in the last Transformers was that we didn't go in the theater and watch it. Okay, right. Yeah, we just uh, this is this is this is on the down low, on the down low. We right. Okay. We uh we obtained it from. Uh, a uh, let's just say uh, less than kosher source. <laughs> no, we were. I mean, look. At the end of the day, yeah, you know what we. Even though we hate giving money to Michael Bay, we would have done it. But hit the, like every other action movie, they just are too long now. Every movie is three hours. Yeah, and yeah. we just didn't have we because at the time we were like we were doing a lot of other things. I think we had to go to Chiller, and we're like we're gonna waste like an entire day watching this damn movie. Yeah. So you know we downloaded it and we didn't watch the entire movie. We fast forwarded as much as we could so that we get through the movie in like an hour and a half or something, <laughs> and then talk about it. You know, it, literally he was he was at my house. We were there all night just reviewing that movie because it was so long and then we had so much to say about it. They're terrible. So you've not have you you've not seen any of the um the new Hobbit films then I think. Oh think. god no. Well I had a go at watching um uh the I bought the Hobbit the first Hobbit, the extended cut of the first Hobbit film on Blu-ray. Why? Um yeah exactly. <laughs> um uh, and I, I, this is maybe three or four days ago. I think I put it on for about twenty minutes and turned it off. I think I think there's a I think there's a tweet of mine about it uh, from whatever day from whatever day it was. Um, and yeah. by the way, the regular uh, film is like five hours long. How long is the extended cut? It's it's three it's it must be three hours plus. Uh. The thing, the thing is if it. If it suits, I mean, the fir- I, I do like the first the first Lord of the Rings film, the, the Fellowship of the Ring, and that feels right at being three hours plus. Now, and and I think pacing wise, it works. 
I think when when as an audience you can you notice when there's padding or when the filmmakers are stretching things out, which was very very obvious in the Hobbit, um, and I think this subsequent to uh, Lord of the Rings film. Now, we're slagging off films that are three hours plus. You sit and watch Godfather Part Two. That 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 snaps along. That feels like an hour. Uh, again, we were talking about this on Twitter the other day. Um, I watched the three-hour, fifteen-minute version of Dune, the David Lynch film. I, I'm, a, I'm a believe it or not, I'm a quite a big fan of that film. And um, that damn sting. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm not going to repeat the word that you described him because uh, it's again, this is we're, we're being family friendly. Um, yeah, that does not surprise me at all. He's he's uh, he's been an idiot for about uh, about twenty years over here. Um, obviously, we may see him a little bit more than yourselves. I, I don't know if he lives in New York or wherever now, but every now and again he'll crop up on daytime TV, and I'll I'll walk past the television, and he'll be prancing around in a pair of pajamas doing his latest quote unquote hit, um, which is just absolutely terrible. And I. I I used to be. I'm, I'm. Well, I still. I'm a bit, big, big fan of the Police. I love the Police. Certainly, the first three albums, and then he disappeared up his uh, his own proverbial um, minute he left the Police. To be honest with you. Now, how popular are or were the the Clash over your way? The Clash. Um, I think. I think the Clash. Sure. Um, sure. Maybe. A, the kind of atmosphere or the, the audience that Depeche Mode do. I don't think, I think the Clash are very well respected over here. I don't think they were particularly massive at the time over here. I think they had a big resurgence in, I think, late 80s, early 90s, as far as I can remember. But I do know, um, I think certainly in, I think, the New York uh, area, I think the Clash were very, were very, very big and very well, well respected. I don't think they could fill a stadium over here at the same time as they could fill a stadium over there, which I think is the same thing with um, Depeche Mode. Depeche Mode are almost seen as a joke band in this country. Really? But they're my, they're my favourite group. So, oh, I've got one of their LPs framed on my wall as we speak. Obviously, you can't see that. So. Um, but yeah, the Clash. Uh, the Clash. Um, again, I think they've they found a lot of respectability after they split up. Um, I think they a little bit like uh, you know. Do you know the Jam, Paul Weller's band, late seventies, early eighties, kind of like a new uh, like mod uh, band, a quadru- quite quadrophenia kind of music. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with anything like that, but uh, yeah. bands, bands that find their audience after they split up, which is uh, a bit tragic. Well, you know, the um, the best example I can think of is, um, you know, my favorite band of all time, which is, of course, The Band. What band? The Band. What band? No, 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 no. The Band. Which band? The Band. Robbie Robertson. Leave on Helm. Who's on first? What's on second? <laughs> Do you? Um, I'm not too familiar with the uh, the hipster phenomenon. Is that? Is uh, would a band like the band be something that's attractive to them? 
the hipsters basically are, are you know, well-off kids, college-educated, and they like dressing. At, at right at this juncture, they prefer to dress as if they were, um, you know, like prospectors from eighteen eighty-five. You know, <laughs> what they kind of look like. So I could travel to America dressed as Yosemite Sam, and I'd fit right in. <laughs> yeah, maybe without the hat. Right. Okay. Cool. Right. I'll start. Or no, no. Actually, to the thing is, you could walk around with the hat. And then they would see that, and then they would all do it. They would all emulate you. Ah, right, okay, right, okay. So. What's the other end of the spectrum, Ed? Is it the, um, what's the guy in, oh, is it Family Matters? Is it Jaleel White? <laughs> Jaleel White? Now, 20 years ago, I presume that would be seen as a nerd, but these days that would be the height of cool. No, well, I think he'd still be a nerd. All right, okay. <laughs> so he'd still, if he walked down the street, he'd still get his head kicked in, I take it. Yeah, probably. Oh, dear. Unless he was, ste- unless he had drink whatever, no, he'd walked into that stupid machine of his and come out as Stefan Urkel. All right, okay. <laughs> then, okay. then he could have taken care of business. <laughs> okay. What was I going to say? I don't know. You got anything else you want to talk about? <laughs> um, I think I don't know what. Can't really, not that, that's why, this is why I was just thinking. I don't really know what to say off the top and off the top, off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can only really, I can only really throw some topics out there that I've recently started to get into. Um. Uh, I've started to, for some reason, suddenly become obsessed by the Super Nintendo, and I don't know why. <laughs> never had it as a teenager. I'm watching lots of uh, like long plays and things like that on, oh, okay. yeah, on YouTube. Um, I think I'm maybe a bit as I uh, as I tumble towards forty. I think I'm. Um, Trying to recapture my late teens, I suppose. Maybe like a slightly, uh, I don't know, slightly easier time in my life. Um, <laughs> I don't know, you're very... I always like your uh, Nintendo shows. And you also did... Um, you did a baseball card, uh, like the collectors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, the collectors. I don't know if... I mean, I'm... I do. I still do a bit of collecting, but nowhere near as much as what I used to do. Uh, I don't know if you want to talk about collecting or anything like that, or what 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 you are collecting at the minute. And uh, well, uh, I mean, I, I I'm just hoarding all kinds of crap. <laughs> um, see, this is the interesting thing. I mean, I'm going in. Um, I'm going the other way now. I'm. I don't want anything material. Right. Kind of. Uh, clogging up, um, kind of clogging up my room. I've gone for a very, very kind of anti-clutter, kind of Bushido almost. Uh, uh. I, yeah, I mean, I, I certainly, um, I would sympathize with that. I mean, like I said, I have a lot of video, a lot of video games. There's people who have, you know, 
a hundred times more than me. I have a lot, but I think if I were ever had to downsize, I would probably get rid of all the games and just keep the systems because I have a lot of the systems are modded or I have these like flash carts that allow you to play mm. almost all the games. So I would probably hold, you know, hold on to those, but, and then I have all the autograph stuff that I've been accruing lately. <laughs> yeah. Where's, where's that come from? Where's this? <laughs> well, again, it, it, it's never, it's something that I never really stopped doing. When I was a kid, I always, you know, my dad and I, cause he, he ran the, he had the baseball card store. Yeah. And so we would go to a lot of the local uh, conventions and all kinds of stuff and, and try and get autographs from the sports players that we could then sell. So I was always doing that kind of stuff. And it's just that, to be honest with you, I didn't really realize, and I've realized over the last few years, how, quote unquote, easy it is to to get autographs of of a lot of these people right you know whether it's on broadway or at some of these conventions or different things you know but again it, it, i'm helped out by the fact that i'm you know a few minutes from new york city so there's you know obviously there's a lot of hustle and bustle there but that's it you know and then you know what it is is like you know you figure uh, you know like i hey i meet uh hugh jackman you know the wolverine mm. and i'm you know most people are like oh that's incredible but then you know right after that i'm thinking well uh, oh wait a minute! I can get I can get Tony Danzer. No, no, no wait a minute! I get you know uh, Matthew Broderick or somebody like that. You know, it's so it's 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 never you can never be satisfied. Does that become um, does that become a kind of another subculture that you have to enter into? Oh, whatever it definitely is. Yeah, yeah. Who's your holy grail aside from? <laughs> well, as Sean you say that, Harrison Ford. Of course. Yeah. Harrison Ford. Yeah. It's gotta be. Well, I mean I'm probably closer to Harrison Ford at the minute than you are. I don't think he's shooting right now though. Oh dear. <laughs> I think he stopped. I think they stopped shooting some point last year, but after he broke his foot. He's he's fulfilled his contractual obligations. Yeah. I mean they may uh, that's if he if he his character survives this movie, you never know. They're always, um, they're always saying that he'll he'll be there uh, for the next three. I'm not having I'm not having that. Um, but yeah, I mean Harrison Ford, you know, obviously, you know, somebody like a Paul McCartney on the music side, or Mick Jagger, or somebody like that. Um, you know, uh, uh, okay, yeah, I definitely got quite a few on the bucket list that I would I'd certainly like to meet. But I'm not like some of these other people will literally meet try and meet everyone yeah everyone and i just i don't do that i'm like eh. yeah this they're like well this person could be a huge star in five years well i'll wait five years yeah well i think i think the one i think Hedge one, my bet uh quite recently that uh you know you've you've again back to alias bradley cooper you met bradley cooper <laughs> yes yeah, bc um but the sad thing is this this is a this is how warped I've become by your show. <laughs> if I ever meet someone like uh, Paul McCartney or a member of Zeppelin or a member of Black Sabbath or uh, someone that you mention, I will try to get them to record a bumper for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I will do that. Um, I honestly you know, the funny thing is, of all these people that I meet, I, I actually rarely do that. 
Right, okay. Because it's difficult because, you know, if you meet them on the street, you don't have time to explain that to them. Yeah. You know, it's a little bit easier at the conventions, you know, when they're sitting at a table or something, and then you can maybe explain it to them. Yeah. You know, sometimes they'll do it, sometimes they won't. Well, that was a cool one the other week. Uh, I don't know how you pronounce his name, Michael Bean or Beacon or whatever. I presume it's of, uh, of German... Uh, the guy from Terminator? I think it's sorry. The guy from Terminator? Yeah, well, more. I was thinking more aliens. Aliens is yeah, well, for me. It's, yeah. Michael uh, Bean, yeah. One of my favorite films. Um, well, I mean, it's just um, it, it's just something that uh, you're you're still um, what's the word? You're still accruing material goods, as in games and things like that. And it's very very easy. So you could switch on with with modern technology these days. You could switch on one machine underneath your television, and you could play, um, you know, all, all your machines without having a wall full of cartridges and things uh, and things like that. And I have one of those, believe it or not. But you still you still got the old cartridges and the old yeah, I still got all the old crap. And you're calling me insane, right? Okay, we're all insane. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm getting to I'm getting to the point now where I'm working my way through um, my DVD collection and my Blu-ray collection. I don't even want them anymore. I just want to be able to just click on Amazon and they're there on 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 my television. I just I cannot I cannot stand clutter. I think the only thing that I've held on to is maybe maybe I've got about a hundred comic books and. Uh, I'd say about three or four quite small boxes of action figures. I've gone for quality over quantity, um, and that as I think I'm something like four or five years older than yourself. I mean, it's something that does. Well, it suddenly hit me in my late thirties that why am I keeping all this junk? And I don't know if it's going to be um, there with yourself as well in the next couple. Uh, yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> I mean. As I said, I I always think about it when I look at all this stuff, and immediately it, the first thought that runs into my mind is, yeah, how much of a pain is this going to be to get rid of this stuff? <laughs> well, big uh, big garbage bags and the boot of your car, or the tr- mm. or the trunk of your car. Oh come on, it's not. It's worth something. I can't just throw it out. Well, go to. Uh, I, I suppose you could. Uh, I suppose you could sell it off. I I emptied my old attic at my old house about six, seven years ago, and I bought my car um, with the proceeds. That was a, a £6,000 car at the time, which is something like $10,000, I think, ten dollars to $12,000, so quite a lot of money, and it was just literally garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and I bought- well, one man's garbage is exactly. someone else's treasure. The joy of eBay. <laughs> oh well, yeah. But it's um, aside from McCartney and uh, Zeppelin and maybe Harrison Ford and Connery. Um, a few years ago, and, and again, as a fan of the show and a long-time listener, it's very, very, uh, it's very nice to hear not only um, the Dush doing um, doing bumpers for the show. But she's, I mean, she did a, something like a two-hour interview with yourself, and then she's been on, I think, two other 
separate occasions for at least 20 yeah. to 30 minutes. So whoever that was, the girl who said you've got more chance of uh, meeting God uh, as opposed to meeting Eliza Dushku, that must be very uh, gratifying for you, not just as a fan of Eliza Dushku, but you're approaching your 10th year of the Paul Stevenson show. And if memory serves me correctly, your old email address was something like Losers at Paunch Stevenson Show. <laughs> yes. And you're approaching a decade now. So, how does that? Yes. I know I'm turning the tables on you and asking you the questions now, but how does that make you feel? Well, yes, after 10 years of, of all this, here I am sitting talking to you. Yeah. It's been a real success story. Yeah. Rags to riches. And I still wear your t shirts. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah. And you're the only one that owns it. Uh, there's, there's the one with the, um, the, the, the people like you should die t-shirt. I, was, <laughs> I very, very proudly wore that around town. I got some very, very interesting looks at the time. Oh, oh good. <laughs> um, the punch. That was all. Go on, sorry. That was all Rob's work. All right. Okay. But they're getting a bit old now. I might have to reorder them. Mm. Get a couple of. I don't even know if you can. Oh, no. Right. Okay. <laughs> Well, I I don't know. That's wrong. I mean, you can make one yourself. There's um, it's not that hard. There's a little place not too far away from here, about four or five miles down the road, that makes t-shirts. I could always get them to reprint one. All right. Well, oh, by the way, the the person who said you have a better chance of meeting God than Eliza Dushku, that was Eliza Dushku. Ah, right. Okay. I mean, she didn't say that literally to us. It's you know, I it's from a clip. Is it really? Yeah. Well, there's some trivia I never knew. I thought it was a, a snarky friend of yours. No. All right. Didn't recognize the voice. Yeah, I forget where I got that from. I pulled it off of some kind of um, like TV show, like some like behind the scenes kind of like clip thing, and and spliced it together. Well, she doesn't. She doesn't strike me of uh, as um, being that uh, uppity. I suppose. Um, she seemed quite genuine and quite nice when you actually did meet her. I appreciate yeah. she was playing a, a, a kind of a, a joke version of herself in that clip. At least I hope she was. Well, again, it wasn't. It wasn't in context. That's fine. <laughs> there was, you know, there was like two minutes of speaking in between the first and the second part of that. It's just when you meet people like Sting and they do turn out to be a complete. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, I'll use the word imbecile. I think I described him as something differently on Twitter. <coughs> Does not surprise me he's acting like that. Well, these famous people that you have met, who's been the nicest? Well, uh, probably Ed Begley is always the nicest to us. Yeah. We've met him so many times, and, uh, you know, I mean, Ted Danson was really nice, and, you know, uh, <laughs> Um, nice or accommodating? There is a slight difference. I mean, he was both. He was a really nice guy, you know. Um, but I got to tell you, I mean, our the most fun we have if we have to talk to anyone is just talking to our friends. Yeah, you know, we've had some of our friends on. We've had Frank Nora. We've had uh, Esteban from Florida. You know, please uh, save me, robots guy, uh, Robo Apocalypse. Yeah. I forget the rest of the name. And you know, we it's just it, we prefer that. Like a lot of times, we'll find like 
kind of oddball like authors and um and so we had the guy that you know did a book about you know his hobby is taking pictures of defunct derelict movie theaters and you know we we got him on <laughs> it was what episode many... was that i can't remember that one yeah 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 we, it was um i forget I mean, it was matthew something or other but um we had him on we had that guy uh, uh scott c clements who was trying to be a, a film director <laughs> yeah yeah Cassine uh, Gaines is always good fun. What? Cassine Gaines, he's always good fun. Yeah, Cassine Gaines. Uh, uh, he's coming uh, out with a Back to the Future book. We'll have him on when he uh, in a few months, I think. All right, say hello to him for me. Yeah, I read his, uh, his, his Pee-wee book. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed that. I think I've said a few times that some of the things that you've mentioned, as a big fan of, uh, of Americana, um, something that never travelled over here was that was Pee Wee's Playhouse. The film came over here, yeah. Um, but Pee Wee's Playhouse was uh, something that we, well, to my knowledge, I never remember seeing it um, in the eighties. Um, yeah, it, it's something that I wouldn't assume that British television would allow to be shown to children. You, Greg, you'd be very surprised at some of the surrealism that's gone on in, in children's British television. Uh, over the years, really. It's not, no, but it's not, it wasn't surrealism with him. It was just like, he was so corny that I, I just, I think they probably looked at him and were like, wait, 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 what? No. I think, um, I, I think maybe, I think it goes back to the hipster thing again. I think, I think if, I honestly think if, if, if Pee Wee was on, it would probably be on, um, uh, well, probably at the time, uh, Channel 4, which is, I suppose, like the alternative station at the time. And it would have been, it would have been marketed or the, the, the viewing audience would have been something like Max Headroom at the time, um, who's uh, one of the writers, incidentally, uh, taught me at university, believe it or not, one of the Max Headroom writers. Wow. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think it would have been something. It would have been on at like half past six in the evening on Channel Four, uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse, and it, it, I, I think the I think the British audience really would have got it because of its its. I think it would have been the camp value of it as mm. opposed to it being a children's TV show, which I think was one of the main successes over there as well. You had like you uh, college students uh, watching it as well. I guess so. Yeah, the um, the quote unquote educated times. Yeah, in in the you know in between uh, drinks of beer and uh, <laughs> puffs of uh, marijuana. Uh, Sunday morning television, we call it over here. Yeah, hangover TV. That's what um. All right. So the last thing was um, I don't know if you want to talk about this this comic book that you're writing. What's this about? Oh dear me! It's very very early days. <clears throat> There's uh, two friends of mine, uh, Paul and Nathan. Paul is not on Twitter. Nathan is on there. Nathan Kilburn uh, at Elsden Tyler, I believe, is a handle. Um, he's a very very good artist. Uh, my mate Paul, who's actually the title of his comic, I can't repeat because it's a it's a swear word. Okay. But uh, I can't even promote that on the show. 
Um, but the, the comic book myself and Nathan are working on uh, at the moment is called uh, Hierarchy. And it's essentially um, it's essentially a, a prison drama with a twist. I don't want to give too much away. That's all I'm saying at the moment. Um, hopefully I have a couple of issues out before the end of the year. Um, the If you have a look on YouTube, I think there's a Wigan Comic Convention. Uh, we're on there floating around somewhere. My friend Paul, he's got a stall on there. And he... Uh, Paul and Nathan are both going to be at the Bolton Comic mm. Convention, which is this Sunday. So have a look on Twitch and have a look on YouTube. I'm basically promoting my friends' work more than myself. <laughs> I lead a very, very boring life, believe it or not. Well, I mean, yeah, but if you, if you get a credit on there, then hey, you, then now you are you are as good as Stan Lee. <laughs> uh, I think Stan Lee's got slightly more hair than myself. I don't know. Have you seen the garbage that he puts out lately? It's terrible. Uh, the last, I think, the last comic I read regularly was um, uh, Supreme Power, like Michael J. Straczynski, and I bet that's oh, 2002, 2003. Um, I don't really, again, the um, the anti collector in me now. Um, I can't. I can't be going to the comic shop every week and picking up titles. I'll just pick things up uh, digitally if I can. I'm going through a lot of the old, uh, a lot of the old eighties and seventies things at the minute, really, like the old Teen Titans and things like that. Marvel yeah. and George Perez. All right. So, so it's called Hierarchy, and uh, we'll update uh, everyone once it's uh, it's out. Don't hold your breath, audience. What? <laughs> give it a couple of months. Yeah, give it a couple of months. You never know. I might, might be able to leave my job. You never know. Wow. And it gets picked up by AMC, but that's... Uh, by who? AMC, the uh, the people that produce The Walking Dead. Oh, the TV show. Oh, yes. yes. Why would but, they pick that up? Why? Yeah. Oh, it's just... It's, it's tailor-made. It's tailor-made television, then. All right. Not really. I'm, uh, I'm being facetious, Greg. <laughs> Man, now if you yeah, if you became like a like a Robert Kirkman and and The Walking Dead and I mean I don't know, some somehow you would have to to get some perks leveled on our on us. Well, we'll write honestly, um I've actually I've actually been thinking actually write you in write you into the comic as characters. Oh no. Yourself and Rob. Yeah. Some caricatures of us. Uh, yeah, either that or at least the. Uh, I tell you what, I'll have you two in there, but uh, dressed in the uh, so you want to be a dancer outfit. Yeah, <laughs> that'll do. <laughs> People will be like, "Why is Waldo in this? And why are there <laughs> two of them?" He's got a very, 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 very good uh, physique. That fella. I don't know what your problem is. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah, that would be great. I mean, just to have us somehow is like two the two insane, um, like I I, I don't want to say like radio broadcasters, but we could be like uh, I, I always thought of us like appearing, sort of like in Transformers the movie where you had the Quintessons and the you remember and the Transformers fell into the pit cup and hot rod and all that and and it was a you know guilty or innocent and innocent and they killed a guy. Yeah. You know, just I always wanted to be like like the two of us playing like some some kind of role like that, or 
Or like in the Muppets when they had those two old guys in the balcony who kept, you know, complaining about everything. Oh, that would be absolutely perfect. That would be us. Waldorf and Statler, yeah. Yes. That's absolutely perfect. <laughs> you keep talking about as well about doing the the paunch movie. No. Oh. Uh, at least some kind of I think there's a thread there for at least like a road trip kind of um stroke. It would be a really, really, really dull Wayne's world. <sighs> a cross between UHF and Pee Wee's big adventure, I think. <laughs> It's either going to be something in one location or you doing yes. a cross-country thing. Well, no. It would be, actually, it would be across like with Bill and Ted because we would be doing paunch in time. We would go back in time and screw up history. And, you know, we'd have Dr. Julius Sumner Miller. I was just going to say, you, you mentioned Dr. Miller the other day for the first time. In yes. Years. That was a... I was I was laughing at that one. I thought, where where's he been dug up from? I know we don't we don't we haven't done the bits in a long time. It just takes a lot of work. And what's the plan for the tenth anniversary, Greg? What are you doing? Nothing. That's our. Plan. <laughs> <laughs> that is what we would do in the Punch Stevenson show spirit. Is to do absolutely nothing. You're not renting a theater or anything like that. Like, oh, what, Frank, like what Frank Nora did. Well, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind having, like, a party and having everyone there, but, you know, it's, you know, every, you have to be like, you, you're in another country, Esteban is another state, it's, it's, uh, it's very difficult. Um, now, we, there is a couple of surprises, there's one, there's actually, and I've talked about this before, there is an episode zero, which is like a ground zero, it was uh, the first thing we ever did. The in, beta episode. Huh? The beta episode. Beta episode. Yeah, we did it in like uh, in the summer of 2005. We were just like, we're thinking like, hey, how does this, how, how are we going to do this? And we recorded something while I was driving around and it was terrible. And for some reason, Rob would never let me put it up. <laughs> Apparently, apparently, half of the 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 story I've heard is is, is half of it is uh, your air conditioner. No, oh, yeah. Well, we've had that problem before in the car. Um, my old car had a very loud air conditioning system, uh, which couldn't be helped because it was really hot. You know, driving around, you'll die. Um, <laughs> It gets really hot here in the summer, and the other problem was that it had very loud, like loud road noise, right? You know, from the road and and the engine, and also that was a problem. But the new car I have is like a mini SUV type thing. It's it's much quieter, so uh, I think it's it's better in that sense. But yeah, I mean that's something we always deal with. But at the time, we didn't realize it. Yeah, we're like, ah, yeah, this will be fine. Don't worry about it. And the worst part was Rob was holding up <laughs> the recorder. Like two inches from the air vents. <laughs> so yeah, it sounds really, really bad, but we also sound very, very bad. Well, the rest the rest of the series has turned out fantastic. So out. we'll put that yeah, we'll put that up. Um there's actually there was another session that we did with a friend of ours, um, and some girl that he was attempting to date in the they were in the back seat of my car, we were driving around. And that turned that that was atrocious, and I think Rob actually deleted that. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Hang on, Greg. Hang on. There's a girl that Rob was trying to date. No, not Rob. Oh, a friend of yours. 
Yeah, it was me and Rob. We were in the front seat, and this this light, you know, this, the guy that we grew up with, who's another maniac, he was in the back seat with this girl. Um, and I forget we were where we were going, but we were just like driving around, and and that's what we were doing. We were trying to record, and the whole thing was we were gonna do like because this and this is also stuff you will never hear because it's it's too profane. But in high school. We used to record stuff and we would do, we would record stuff with, and use like, again, this is in like 1995, 96. So we first were getting PCs and, and you could like AOL was out and you could download like clips. And so we would download all these like sound effects and stuff like that and play them and like laugh and all. And we would like make crank calls to like teachers and, and friends of ours, people we didn't like and leave messages on their answering machine and we do all that crazy stuff, and some of it I, I still have on cassette, but it, it's appalling. Um, but we used to do it with this guy, and so we were like, hey, you know, and again, this is like 2005, this is almost 10 years later, and we're like, hey, yeah, why don't we get our friend in this, and, um, um, <laughs> And, uh, we, you know, we were thinking we would, like, do, you know, just, like, drive around and goof around and all. And he decided to bring this girl with him who really was not really interested in him, I don't think. And so it was very awkward the whole time. And the worst part was this stupid friend of ours, when he's alone, like with us, he's really, you know, he, he he's much more outgoing. But whenever there's a girl with him, he just doesn't even talk. So he just sat there silent. That's him trying to be cool. That's him trying to be Clint Eastwood. That's what that's him. He, just, he was just there. He was sitting there silent. You couldn't even hear him from the back anyway because the air conditioner. So that was uh, really atrocious. I have no idea where that recording went. I think Rob deleted it. Are you still in touch with this fella? Me? Yeah. Yeah, we talked to him. I talked to him once in a blue moon. He, he's a pain. He just... We ask him to do stuff, and he, he comes up with excuses, and I'm like, all right, forget it, and I just gave up. We can't, he's not, not expecting to hear him on the show, then? I, I wouldn't think so, no. That's a shame. I mean, there's Anyone nothing else? to hear. Say again. He's, there's nothing to hear. He's boring. Oh, dear. <laughs> he's really... Why don't you go out and interview some of your local psychos? Uh, you know, I, it's it's actually something I've never thought about. Wait, here's the reason. Like, Esteban is someone who will go to places. He'll go to conventions. Does a fantastic job of, like, kind of, like, reel-to-reel, like, reporting, where he just goes on location somewhere and talks about it. Yeah. You know, he talks about the scenery, what's going on, what he sees. Um, he's very good at that. Obviously, Frank Nora is the king of doing that kind of a podcast. Yeah, yeah. But that was never us. Like, we were always about talking with each other and doing goofy bits and stuff like that. And and that's what I guess that's just what we feel more comfortable with. Yeah. I guess we could... I mean, we've done it in the past where we've shown up at, like, the video game store we go to, Digital Press, and we've talked to some of our friends there about video games. But I don't know. It's just... I think it's probably something we could do, but at the same time, it's like, who would you talk to? Well, what as, would you talk about? As as a listener, you you two really do come alive, and you two it it, it does communicate through the show and through the. Yeah, we we don't like each other. 
you seem to be when you're speaking to uh, celebrities or people at Chiller or whatever it is. You, you, you seem to be behaving, if you understand what I'm saying. Whereas We're not... The, here's the thing, though, with Chiller. If you listen, Rob, and he does this on purpose, he tr- he does try to, like, get under their skin a little bit. He doesn't do it... He doesn't, like, go over the top with it, but he does try to do it and say, like, stupid things and come up with dumb questions and stuff like that, just to, like, joke around. He's not doing it maliciously, just to get them to, like, joke around. A lot of times they just don't get it. Well, I think... I think this may be a comment on your your voices. You you sound... You sound a lot more... What's the word? Snarky. <laughs> when you're talking to celebrities... And I don't. I think you won't be able to hide the fact that you're kind Goofing of on, on them. making. Yeah, yeah. You, I don't think you'd be able to do that. Where Rob, Rob actually sounds quite genuine. Yes. Um, oh, yeah, he's very who's, unsuspecting. Who's the fellow in Wings? Who's that chap he interviewed a couple of years ago? Who's it? Paul McCartney love. Denny, Denny Lane love. <laughs> yeah, Denny Lane. Yeah, well, well, Denny Lane. He was trying to get him to badmouth Paul McCartney, <laughs> yeah. and this stupid woman sitting there would not shut up. He's recording, He's recording you. you. Yeah, recording you. Oh, shut up! That ruined it. Your Scouse accent, by the way, is not that bad. Your uh, Paul no? McCart- yeah, both of you. Yeah, living um, just on the border of Merseyside. Where I am now, and uh, yeah, I'm, I do have quite a lot of. Uh... Well, you know, when we did when we did the impersonations, and we talked about the the Beatles impersonators who hang around like Liverpool and all. Oh yeah. And the one, and a couple of them emailed us. They're like, "Oh, you you guys do a bad job. You, you don't get it. Do it right." And we're like, "Okay, well, excuse me." Well, I, I think I, I think a lot of I think a lot of Americans who try to do British accents end up just doing. Uh, like Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. <laughs> Steppy time. Hello, Governor. Uh, Dick Van Dyke has been usurped by Don Cheadle. <laughs> it, that is terrible. That yeah, is from terrible. the uh, Ocean's there's an, Al, there's an Al Pacino film where he tries to do <laughs> a Cockney accent as well. Um, I can't remember what it's called. I'm sure you'll find that on Google. That is awful. <laughs> and I believe Josh Hartnett Ugh. has tried to do a Yorkshire accent. Now, anyone outside of England, a Yorkshire accent is, is quite similar to mine, um, even though people from Yorkshire are probably shouting at their laptops right now. I'm saying that, but um, it, it's a kind of uh, variation on my accent. His is absolutely terrible. Um, but I'm just, uh, is, there, is there anything um, from an American point of view that's, that's bewildering you about England or the north of England or anything like that that I may be able to answer being <laughs> the Paunch Stevenson Show official British correspondent? Yeah, the, the British correspondent. Um, no, I mean, you know... Um... Because you both are quite knowledgeable. I am very, very surprised. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, uh, you know, we just kind of take it as, you know, we take, you know, you just kind of, we just kind of take other countries as they are. Yeah. 
Yeah, the only time really people get on uh, other countries from the United States are these, you know, the idiots who who disagree with them politically, and then they, you know, they, you know, they, basically the, the French doesn't. Oh, the French don't agree with them. Well, they're all scumbags. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, with these, you know, painting with broad brush. Yeah, yeah. You know, in the meantime, you know, we have these morons who who don't believe in evolution or climate change or. <laughs> anything you know i don't know gravity well it's very frustrating it's like i suppose it's like this country and it's like it's like your country it's like anywhere for some reason the stupid of a of an inherent talent to be noticed and if you are so inclined then you're going to if, if your only reference of Britain, America, Canada, Australia, whatever it is, is what's been presented to you, and it's it just happens to someone stupid. Mm. It's a very sad thing. Are you you do end up uh, thinking that everyone in that country is like that? And I still think. I mean, just as quick example, um, I think, I think everybody. Wait, wait a minute. My when I grew up, I thought everybody in England was like Eric Idle. <laughs> really, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So there's so many there's so many things I could pull apart with that. Uh public uh public school boy, uh middle class, uh very successful. The thing is he's got an American and the good thing is he's got an American accent now, if you listen to him. He does? Oh yes, oh yes. <laughs> he's I think he's been living in LA since uh, yeah. what, the late eighties. He's got a very, very uh, L.A. twang. Now oh, that's just too bad, then. Um, but is, uh, is Python just as big over there these days and uh, as it was in the 70s? Nah. No? Right, okay. well, it's not. It hasn't been on TV in 20 years. So someone who was 20, 25 wouldn't have a, wouldn't have a clue who they were? Nah, no way. All right, okay. <laughs> I mean, even, even I, I mean, we're, Rob and I are 36, and we don't, Monty Python was kind of even before us a little bit. Who who from Britain uh, is popular in America now, apart from uh, the Antichrist that is Russell Brand? <laughs> he's not even that popular. Um, Good. He's not. Uh, you know, like Patrick Stewart, obviously, is still very popular. Um, yeah. I mean, in terms of... Uh, I don't know. I mean... You know, we hated everybody hated uh uh what's the the, the idiot on that he was on CNN. Pierce Morgan. Yeah, Pierce Morgan, everybody hated him, you know. Yeah. Eh. Not rep not representative of the British people, my American friends. He's not representative. Oh, I wouldn't think so. Um Thank you. But uh yeah, you know that you know, that kind of thing. And um you know, obviously soccer is much more popular here now, so you know, people still like Beckham. And uh, stuff like that, but they don't really know who anybody else is. All right, okay. Because they um, stink. Jermaine Defoe, I think, plays for um, LA Galaxy. I think now. Who? Uh, exactly, Jermaine Defoe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. I think I think he might have. I think he actually might have come back over to Britain. Well, I think one of the one of the team. I think LA is gonna is LA is in LA gonna have Steven Gerrard. You're gonna get yeah. You're gonna get Stevie G. Yeah, he's um, and I guarantee you will not be able to understand a word he says. Ah well, 
because uh, that is a, a hardcore scouser. So I was uh, you're so used to hearing Paul McCartney. Um, when you when you hear Steve, you'll uh, yeah, you'll he, he's really going to need some coaching. Well, I couldn't understand. I can't understand Beckham. Really, I can't All understand right. him either. He's just as bad. His wife is even worse. Well, when his wife does talk, uh, well, I don't think the Botox in her face allows uh, it to move. <laughs> Can I tell you though? Go on. Now, obviously, I was like eighteen and nineteen at the time. I was really into the Spice Girls. Oh dear! No, I not the music. I could care less about the music. Baby Spice. Now you see, I didn't really like her. I, I I think that you you folks over in England really liked her. The one, the one with the blonde hair, Emma Bunton or something. Emma Bunton, oh yeah, yeah. You guys really liked her, and we really liked the you know Ginger, you know, or what's her name, Jerry Hallowell. Oh dear, right? Okay. I, I know. I don't know. She was very popular here. Really? Yes. What was that about? What? Why? Know. Maybe because she had bigger breasts than the other ones. I'm not sure. Mm. But um, nobody liked the uh, the uh, quote unquote athletic one. Sparta, yeah. yeah. <laughs> another another scouser, another one from Liverpool. Yes. and yeah, I yeah. in the, I remember the Spice Girls movie could not understand a thing she said. Hang on, Greg. Are you admitting that you've watched that film? I have seen that. Yes. Oh, Greg. Oh, Greg. It was on. It was on our HBO channel here. Every it was like every day. You couldn't avoid it. And as I said, I was really into Victoria. What was her name then? Uh, Adams. Yes, Adams. Yeah. Adams. Yeah. Adams. She. Uh, yeah. She dropped that surname very quickly when she married David Beckham. Anyway, but that got, um, that got dropped. Yeah. So she, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously they were very popular for a couple of years. And, um, yeah, I remember in the early days of the internet that I would download JPEGs of them and it would take like, you know, half an hour to <laughs> download one image. <laughs> it was so bad. Um, I'll be very surprised if this stays in the show. Oh, man, I don't, what do I care? Um, and that, that is her and, um, my other, um, British singing crush, I guess you could say for a while, was I really like Cheryl Cole. Right. Who okay. I get, can't understand a word she says. Neither can we. And nobody in the United States knows anything about her. Wasn't she subtitled when she was on? <laughs> she was, uh, yes. Was she really? Yes. They did oh. subtitle her when she was on. Um, uh, it was the Simon Cowell show. I think it was America. It wasn't America's Got Talent. I think it was X Factor. X Factor. That's it. X yeah, they Factor. had her when they first brought X Factor over here. They had her on it because she was also on the one in England, and they wound up eventually replaced her with someone else. But was that because she caught, she wasn't understood? Or oh, yeah, I mean that was a <laughs> pretty big reason. Right, okay, right, okay. I mean, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that, I suppose, uh, like I uh, explained uh, when we first started talking, I'm speaking very slowly and very clearly as much as I can so I can be understood. Um, <laughs> because I do have a quite, uh, I do have quite a thick accent. Yeah. Um, she's from the north, 
east uh, of the country, which uh, traditionally they have quite uh, strong, uh, a strong accent as well. Um, believe it or not, that's where Sting's from. Um, and yeah, but he's, Brad- he's well polished. Remember, he was an actor. He's an actor, yes. Uh, Brian Johnson as well, I think, from ACDC. Yeah, I've met him. Yeah, yeah. You were saying, yeah. And I was quite surprised that uh, you managed to understand him. But there's, there's, there's certain accents in this country that um, I'm very surprised that, uh, that are understood uh, in America. I right. think everyone thinks we talk like um, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, I think, the uh, golden boy at the minute. Yeah. Or on the, other, on the other end of the spectrum, Vinnie Jones. Vinny, yes, Mr. Jones, yes, yes. Who was the, an ex-soccer uh, player who, uh, as I recall, kicked somebody when they were down. <laughs> did, when he kick somebody in the face or something? There's, he was nasty. There's, there's a picture of him uh, in the late 80s um, with the very, very famous player Paul Gascoigne. Mm-hmm. Where he, uh, Vinny Jones, uh, is handling a certain part of Mr. Gascoigne's anatomy. <laughs> Uh, to try and get uh, an advantage. Oh, um, okay, is that what it was? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, you might, you, you might want to have a look at that. I, I, I oh, I'm, I'm sure I've seen it. Yeah, uh, that's uh, that. That's what Vinnie Jones was like in his day. But um, as far as I can tell, seems to be quite a nice fella. Very honest. Um, very rough around the edges. Um, but yeah, uh, again. Not particular representative of Great Britain, but uh, you'd be surprised at how many people do fit that stereotype. Right. So, yeah. So, as I say, yeah. So, uh, Cheryl Cole, she was in a girl band called Girls Aloud. That's the one. That was it. Yeah. That was and I was, yeah. I was, I really, I was really into her. And um, otherwise, um, uh, no, I mean, you know, the, the problem with, with, with England is, is that so many of their, "Quote unquote," famous women are just like these TV presenters who are just basically, like, you know, they're like entertainment hostesses. You know, they're not really, they're not actors or actresses or really singers. They're just on stupid shows on TV. You know, no discernible uh, particular talent. Um, Kelly Kelly Brook, I think, has translated over to America, hasn't she? Um, not really. I mean, well, she was always like a model slash actress, and I always liked her, um, even as an actress. She was in this fantastic movie called, um, God, I think it was called The Nine. Oh, right. I don't know that one. I think it was called The Nine, and, um, it basically it's a horror movie where these people get, uh, kidnapped. It was nine people, and um, they they awaken this house of horrors basically, and then they start killing each other. And oh yeah, it's it's really really crazy, and I loved it. House of Nine. The last one, the last person I heard, uh, the last uh, female I heard was Cat uh, Dealey. <laughs> Apparently, she's um... the dancing shows or something. A, a semi-success, I suppose, in America. Now, again, Cat Dealey was a children's TV presenter. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I've heard on another radio show, all of a sudden she's uh, appearing in some uh, some sitcom about a ghost or something. Really? Yeah. So, as far as I know, I've not, I've not seen her. Uh, I don't uh, know. What can I tell you? I certainly won't be sitting down to watch it. <laughs> 
My fav- Right now, I would say my favorite actress, she's on that Defiant show from England, is Jamie Murray, who was in Hustle. Never watched it and <sighs> don't know who she is. Come on, Hustle, Robert Vaughn. I know Robert Vaughn. I've, uh, I know the show, but I never, I never watched it. Well, she's in this science fiction show called Defiance now, and right. uh, she's almost always nude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Uh, but no, uh, she, uh, she, I love her. She's tremendous. And I met her at uh, New York Comic Con. She was very nice. And um, yeah, she's great. But anyway, so we're, we're going on forever here. Uh, so, uh, Spaceman David, thank you for filling in for Rob, uh, who's, I don't know where he is. He's somewhere in uh, Turkey or Beirut. We don't know. He's in a suitcase. Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> And a thank you for listening. And we'll have you on again real soon once Rob uh, gets uh, uh, out of the pickle jar. Thank you very much for having me, Greg. And thank you very much to uh, all the Paunch Stevenson Show listeners, all five of us. Can I tell you, though? Go on. Now, obviously, I was like 18 and 19 at the time. I was really into the Spice Girls. Oh, dear. Let me tell you about a thing, gotta put it to the test, it's a celebration motivation.